Welcome to this week online today podcast with your host Ahmed Khalifa where I will be talking to you about the big online news that has been happening this week today to make sure that you are ahead of the game when it comes to running your online brand successfully. And at the end of the show, I will also be giving you a bonus tip of the week to help you further. So let's get straight on to the show. And the big news this week, maybe I should call it the irony of the week, is about the ICO, which is the Information Commissioner's Office. And for those who don't know, this is the authority in the UK, and they work on, it's all around data protection. They help you to give you your rights, they give you information about what are you able to have access to, and in terms of organisation, how you can comply with the law, and how you can make sure that you don't do anything naughty as well with data protection. Well, the ICO really had their website taken down because hackers have taken control of their computers for visitors and uh, they want to mine cryptocurrency. So apparently, during that period, more than 4,000 websites were affected and that includes government website as well and that includes ICO's website. And it's a big, big thing now, you know, the whole crypto mining is becoming a big thing. So crypto mining is where you have the digital coins that are created by really solving complex mathematical problems. And this means that you need a lot of computer power, computer processing power, means electricity bill, but it also means you need to have control of your computer and anything that's around it. And that it just seems to be a lucrative thing for hackers they have to do right now. And because obviously, obviously the uh, cryptocurrency situation is getting bigger and bigger, it's becoming more in the news, hackers are obviously trying to find a way to make a quick buck. I say this irony of a week because it's the ICO. They're the one trying to push people into complying with the data protection law. There's a new law coming in the EU about GDPR, which is a new general data protection regulation. And, you know, it's kind of weird that they also suffer the problem, which shows, again, I've talked about it before, anybody can suffer from the problem. Anybody is at risk from all type of hacking activity and not right now it's all about the cryptocurrency crypto mining situation you just gotta protect yourself people just make sure you're up to date with all your computers make sure you're up to date with your plugins and your apps and your software and your tools update it all protect it with two-factor authentication use a password manager you just gotta do all these things and these should be the basic things right now it should be like the norm right now but unfortunately it's still not the norm people People still use the same password in different places. People don't really update their software. They don't update their tools. And that's a very, very easy way for hackers to get into your system. So just stay up to date, people. Just do it. Last week, we saw the AMP conference, AMP conference, which is the Accelerated Mobile Pages conference. And that is the tool that you have in your website well it's kind of a script actually kind of a code which allows you to load your page quicker so when you are on your mobile and you're on facebook or on google and you see that little lightning icon you tap on it and the content kind of load almost immediately Uh, so amp is for the google side of it really they're kind of pushing that out and you can see it on mobile so amp conference it happened last week in amsterdam and google has launched 
what they call the AMP story, which is like a, a swipeable interface which tells you a story, obviously. And they've described it as a mobile-focused format for delivering news and information as visually rich and tap through stories. And I'll put in the show notes the video demonstration. I'll put some examples in there. And uh, it's already out there. They've launched it with partners like CNN and Mashable and Washington Post. And they're all using it right now. So the first thing I thought of, when you, if you get a chance to look at a video and in the show notes, please do have a look at it. But the irony is that it's not obviously a Google thing. They are yet another company which has ripped off Snapchat discover swipeable story kind of thing as well. Poor Snapchat. They are just getting copied all over the place. So I'm story. It looks like Snapchat. That's what it is. It looks like Snapchat on Google and you swipe the story, you swipe the news kind of thing. And uh, it's going to be rolling out more and more because they're kind of trying to push that. So um Snapchat Discover is what I'm trying to um, compare it to. And, you know, I say you feel sorry for them. But um there was a, a quote by the VP of content, I think, at Snap Inc., and um, who had heard the story and obviously people saying that looks like Snapchat. And uh, the VP of content said, and I quote, our ambition at Snapchat is to empower great storytelling. And we think we have pioneered the best format for doing that on mobile. We are delighted to see that an industry is starting to form around that and hope that it will encourage more newsrooms to invest in teams that focus on made for mobile content. That's just lovely. But you can't just be happy with everyone copying your format and kind of pushing you aside more and more. When Facebook and Instagram got involved copying stories, then it made people move to you know Facebook more, I think. They made them move to Instagram more and more people are using Instagram stories. And now, you know, people are copying them, you know, Google's copying them as well. And, you know, how can you say that, oh, we're delighted they can copy us. Let's just go for it because, you know, that's what we want. Surely not. I don't know. I'm I'm just thinking that's a bit of a PR reply. But anyway, it's not about Snapchat. Um, well, it's kind of a little bit about Snapchat. But Google has launched the AMP AMP Stories and Visual Stories in mobile search. So check it out. If you see it, let me know. To continue the story of AMP, Google is also going to be bringing AMP technology to Gmail. And their intention is to make emails more interactive, more engaging, and just more fun to use. So I get it. I, I guess, you know, it's another place you can use it. And uh, I remember, actually, now that I think about it, I remember Google attempted to change the way email worked by releasing, I believe it's called Google Wave. And it didn't work at all. And there's something about email that people don't want it to change. They want it to stay the way it is. And the format hasn't changed at all, has it? It's just the same thing all the time. Maybe the interface of a platform has changed, but, you know, the whole concept of email stays the same. And now they're trying to put AMP in there and, uh, yeah, just to make it more engaging. And again, I'll put in the, the images and the GIF images of what it will look like on Gmail. And uh, it's really, Google's really pushing it, you know. And I guess... You know, there are pros and cons. For me personally, I'm not so sure about AMP because you're kind of giving more control, more content to Google and allow them to load it on their interface. It's not really under your control. 
on the other hand, the whole concept of it is to make the experience very, which is much more quicker, much more engaging for the users. And I've said it before, that is the intention for Google. They're focusing on that, making it easy and quicker and just more pleasant for the users to use. Pretty much don't care what we think. The people who kind of maybe implement it or design or whatever, it's about the users, which kind of makes sense. I, I get that. But Ampli, the funny one, you know, a lot of people are kind of like, hit and miss about it, especially those in the tech industry, in the in the marketing, developing, SEO industry. So it's, a, it's an interesting one, but they're not going to slow down and AMP is not going to slow down at all. Even Facebook has its own version and uh, I'm sure other people will probably incorporate it themselves as well. So anyway, that's Gmail. That's another one that's going to have AMP. And the last Google news, I promised the last Google news today, it just, it, there's been so much happening in Google. And uh, they have made a bit of a refinement in the search result, and you may have not noticed it, but they have, have got a new look kind of people also search for. That quote I'm saying, people also search for. So basically it's a new look and new feel for that kind of box, that area. And they've been testing various design and to, to see how it works. So now... What the new format is that if you go to Google, you search for whatever you're looking for, and then you go back, you click back to Google, then you'll see something different. You'll see a new kind of box comes up, which is people also search for. And that's also for something that, you know, if you have maybe searched it in different, in a different format, you haven't written it the way that you thought you should do, or Google giving you other suggestions on how you can search for it, or anything related to it. The box comes up, really, when you go to Google, you search, you click on a result, and then you go back to Google. When I say back, it's not a new tab, it's actually back as in the browser back button. So uh, that's just been launched out recently as well, and it just shows as well that one thing that, you know, you should aim for is anybody who has gone to Google and arrive on your site, you want them to stay there. Unless your page answers the question fine, and then they have you know, got their answer to their search query, that's the job done. But if they go to Google search and they went to your site and it didn't match what they're looking for, they end up going back to another site. It's not going to look good on you, um, on Google's eyes. So you want to make sure that whatever you have matches the search query, matches the search intent. So make sure you're doing that because this is another way for Google to maybe point out to you that, oh, maybe you haven't really helped that user with that search query. And that's why Google is giving them more assistance to help them answer the search query. But obviously it's another way for them to stay on Google a bit more. So you can look at it in both ways. So I found that quite interesting. It's a bit of interesting news, but something to be aware of. Just make sure that your page, your content matches the searcher's intent. Moving on to YouTube, who have been in the news a lot recently, and not for the good thing. Obviously, the whole situation about Logan Paul and about advertisers being shown in videos that is not exactly the most ethical videos. And uh, yeah, they have been under a lot of pressure. Well, this is a bit of a funny one, and it's another irony, I think, if you like. So there was a conference last week, or this week actually, in Los Angeles uh, called uh, Code Media. And the, the YouTube's chief executive called uh, Susan Wojcicki, and um, she was there alongside a number of tech executive, media executive, and she was there to kind of have a go at Facebook. 
I found it quite funny. So basically, the quote that she said to Code Media is, they should get back to baby pictures and sharing. And it's a, it's a bit of a, I don't know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a way. I get where she's coming from. And to be fair, you know, Facebook has mentioned, and I've mentioned it in a previous episode of this week online today that they want to get back to focusing on your relationship with your family and friends. You're sharing with them. They want less viral stuff in there, less stuff, you know, that's gaming the system on the newsfeed. They want to focus on the community side, side of it. And uh, that is kind of what Wagaziki was saying. Just get back your baby pictures and share them. Thing is, though, I think, you know, they have a lot of problems themselves, YouTube. And I just find it weird that she's having a go at Facebook when, you know, YouTube have a lot to kind of work on and to fix as well. And, uh, you know, it just seems like maybe she's joining in the lineup in terms of, like, everyone kind of attacking Facebook. And um, they, maybe she just wants to join in the fun. I don't know. Maybe deflect the attention away from uh, from YouTube for one. I don't know. But Facebook are working on it. We've heard that several times, actually, over the past couple of months in terms of what Mark Zuckerberg wants to do. But also, you know, instead of having to go other people, you should try to, you know, sort out your stuff as well, not just Facebook. So sort out YouTube, Susan. Yeah, if you don't mind, that'd be appreciated. The final news today is about Amazon, who has launched a WordPress plugin, and uh, it's called Polly. So the intention of Polly is to give your blog a voice, really, by creating an audio version of the post, and uh, that can be played on a blog itself, or can be you know accessed in um, in the podcast form. And uh, they've got a feature actually called. Amazon Polycast. How very innovative. So the plugin was, you know, created in, um, well, in partnership with the AWS team, which is the web service team, and also the um, managed WordPress hosting company called WP Engine. They're a great company as well. And, uh, and they also, you know, they want to take advantage of its whole text-to-speech service. So... It's a, it's a weird one. Um, I didn't really think Amazon would do that, but anyway, why not? They're getting involved with a lot of things nowadays. And, um, it's something that maybe they want to invest in more because I tried it out, I tested it, and it seemed to be quite robotic. It doesn't seem to be very fluid kind of thing, like very smooth kind of thing. But maybe just a, you know, work in the pipeline. Maybe they're going to make it better. Maybe they're going to kind of link up with Alexa. Maybe it's going to uh, play a part together and obviously get more information about how people use their voice search and how voice are working for everyone. Who knows? Who knows? And um, it's not, obviously, it's not the first text-to-speech service out there. You know, even like, for example, Google Doc, you can do that. You can record and the microphone and the, you know, the content will be right there. It just be typed out by itself. And obviously, that technology has been around for a long, long time. It's not perfect, but it's not going to go away, it seems, because now Amazon is getting involved. And I guess maybe it's another way for people to get into kind of podcasting if you don't want to do podcasting, you know, on top of what you're doing already. So say, so maybe, you know, for example, you have a blog post, it's created, and you want to turn that into a podcast format, which I find a bit weird. But anyway, you can do this. Apparently, you can just kind of, you know, 
upload it to iTunes, that blog post, and um, it's kind of be kind of automated actually. You can just you don't have to record it yourself. Polly does it for you. So for us, yeah, it speeds up the process. But there's something about you know just like what I'm doing right now. I'm just you know sometimes ad lib here and there. I don't really have a script. It just flows. It just flows naturally. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of very normal, colloquial kind of way you speak, isn't it? You just kind of talk. But Polly can read this, you know, the content from your blog post. And I, I'm just trying to work out how that going to sound because not only the voice is robotic, but you know how it is when you read a blog post, sometimes it's not exactly written in the most fluid way, the most clear English or whatever language you speak way. It's just kind of like, Stop start, it's not very street like, it's not very smooth, who knows? So I find that a bit weird that you can actually do that and put it on iTunes as a podcast format. I wouldn't do that, but maybe it'll get better. We don't know. It's just gonna be interesting to see how that works out. And now it's time for the bonus tip of the week. This week I want to talk about a simple practice of SEO and just in general really, it's a simple practice of when you're writing content for your website, just make it about one thing. What do I mean by that? Well, you see, sometimes when you have, let's just say, a blog post and it covers multiple topics, you're kind of making it confusing for the users and for Google and it just, just doesn't work that way. So for example, let's just say you have a page, you're a food blogger and you are going to write a chocolate cake recipe, for example. And for some reason in there, you also talk about vanilla cake recipe as well, as well as other recipe, red velvet cake and all these other lovely cake recipe that I would mind eating right now. Anyway, the point is, make that page about one thing. You need to do your keyword research and find out what people are searching for and kind of make your content around that. And most of the time, it will focus on that Maybe there's one or two, maybe a few keywords that you're kind of targeting, but there will be like that one primary, you know, kind of keyword that you're going to focus on. So for example, in this case would be maybe chocolate cake recipe, for example. So make it about that. Just focus on that. Don't mix it up with all other different type of cakes. I'm talking about cakes a lot, aren't I? Maybe I'm hungry. I don't know. Anyway, so make it about that one thing. And even for your website as a whole, and even for anything else, maybe about maybe about your YouTube channel or maybe about your podcast or whatever, we just focus on that topic. So if your website, if you are a food blogger, obviously that's very generic. Maybe you want to niche it down as another story. But if you have a website and you're a food blogger and you are writing about vegetarian food, then, you know, focus on that topic. Just focus on only that. Maybe, you know, it's not worth talking about vegan food because it's not relevant. You're focusing on vegetarian and, you know, just focus on that. So it just makes it easier for yourself. It makes it easier for your audience. They know what to expect when they are on your page, on your site, on your YouTube channel, whatever it is. And also it makes it easier for Google. They will understand what your speciality, what is your expertise about, what are you focusing on? Because if you have multiple different keywords that you're targeting, on your page, on your website, they're not just confusing for everyone all around. So just focus about that one thing and stick to it. Stick to it as long as possible, be consistent, be awesome at it, and then you'll see how things go after that. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of This Week Online today. I really do appreciate it and I hope you find it useful. If you have enjoyed the show, please do leave a review on iTunes. It would mean the world to me. I really would appreciate that. Thank you again. You rock. And one more thing. I just want to remind you to do your thing because it matters. And I'll see you next week.